With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight's show is dedicated to a philanthropist, artist, and avid supporter of anyone who has a shop online and who sell their art, whether it be poetry, sculpting, drawing, or painting. This is dedicated to all of you. The individual that I'm talking about is the late Julie Thielen. On social media, she was known as Cannibal Rose, but to me, she will always be Kukles. Had it not been for her, tonight's guest would not have been possible to be featured. And for that, I am forever grateful. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and this evening, we are featuring an actor, producer, and director, and he can add author to his list of accomplishments. He has written a book called Path to Success, and he is here to share the book as well as his path with us. He is an amazing individual who I anticipated getting to know because of my best friend. Please welcome the walking dead, Pete Pitts. Hello, hello. Can hello. you hear me? Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime. So, before we get to the questions, I want to ask this. How did you get to know my best friend, Julie? Well, I met Julie through one of the numerous film connections uh, through the Walking Dead fanship, and she actually sent me a friend request through a mutual friend. I really don't know who the other mutual friend is. That will probably forever forever remain a mystery. However, I'm so glad that somehow she found me because she sent me a message one day, and from the first time she sent me a message, I could immediately tell that she was a kind, loving, awesome and unique individual who I was just honored to be friends with. So it was, it was kind of random that she found me. And then we began talking. Uh, we had a really, really deep philosophical and all over the place conversation at one point. However, we never got to meet in real life. So I'm, I'm so glad to be here on this particular show today to honor her memory. She's such a wonderful person. Oh, yes, she is. She she was, she is, and she always will be, and may her memory be eternal. She is a wonderful yes. person, yes. Wonderful, absolutely, yes. And she was very sharp-witted as well, and she had um, a tremendous support, like I said in my introduction, 
for anybody who had an independent spirit and who was an artist selling their art all around the world. And uh, speaking of which, we'll, we will be talking about your book, which is something that she revered and she read voraciously. Okay. Well, that was an honor, um, and it was great to talk to her about that. <laughs> of course. So um, I know that you play a character on The Walking Dead. I want to know, the character you play has left an impact on viewers. Can you talk a moment about how you got inside his mind? Who is he, and how did you create him? Yes. So my character on The Walking Dead was known as Roger Clay. He was one of Negan's saviors. He first appeared when Negan appeared, essentially uh, the end of Season 6 and all of Season 7. He was hanging around Negan through that entire time. Uh, Like many characters on The Walking Dead, Roger Clay is characterized by pain. He had lost his wife and his two young daughters. He was wandering aimlessly, surviving in the age of walkers. He was taking on small hordes left and right by himself uh, to an extent because he was seeking solace. He was seeking death because he had nothing to live for. Uh, One day he was outnumbered, and he was almost bitten when Dwight actually came through and saved him, uh, helped him defeat the horde of walkers, and Roger Clay, my character, immediately became friends with Dwight, who introduced him to Negan, and that gave him a newfound purpose, a sense of camaraderie, and he used his, his integrity, his loyalty, and his honor that he still had within him uh, to basically contribute to the saviors. He believes the saviors are good guys, and I created this character using a lot of my own pain from my own life. I've lost people uh, who are very dear to me. My, my little brother and my cousin had both passed away somewhat recently when I developed that character. So I use a lot of pain uh, of my own internal emotions to pour into that character. I'm just taking this in. That is a pretty powerful answer. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm I'm going to release his full story one day, but currently I don't have the entire story released yet of Roger Clay, as well as, you know, the backstory. Oh, understood. That's very, very powerful. Thank you. What is the best part about doing The Walking Dead? Well, to be honest, Sophia, every single day on the set of The Walking Dead was the best day of my life, and that's no exaggeration. I always wanted to act. I always wanted to be in movies and TV my entire life. I would tie pillowcases around my neck as a kid, flying around the house, and, you know, I wanted to be in the action. So every day on The Walking Dead... This is one of the most serious, intense, and, of course, highly secure film sets in existence. Uh, Pavarazzi is often camped outside trying to get a picture of who's, who's working that day. So it's just it's such an exhilarating set to be part of because it's so, so big, so expansive, and so widely popularized. And learning from Greg Nicotero and this amazing cast on set every day, it's literally it was a gift that, you know, money couldn't buy those, those acting lessons and those lessons from the director. Uh, it, it was just so profound to be able to be there firsthand for some of these historical moments in the show. And as well as that, to take it a step further and to meet wonderful people like Julie and to connect me to you and to all your wonderful listeners out there because the Walking Dead fanship is so broad that it's allowed me to meet people from coast to coast and from other continents as well. So... Everything is great about being part of the show, honestly. It's been an amazing blessing. That's awesome. 
what do you see people took away from your character? What I would like to hope that they took away from Roger Clay, my savior character, was a sense of strength, loyalty. He was very loyal to Dwight and to Negan always, um, yet also a fierce opponent. And even though, even though we're looking at the story from the perspective of Rick, Daryl, and the opposition to the saviors, Roger Clay always thought that he was doing the right thing. He always thought he was a good guy, and he was an honest human being. He just did what he had to do to survive. Even though sometimes there were less than ideal things, he didn't like doing Negan's bidding always, but he loved the fact of being part of that camaraderie and, and that new sense of family after he had lost his own family. Wow. Now, this, this next question has to do with, uh, with writing. Okay. It, okay. Now, if you were to take certain elements from your character, Roger Clay, um, to, create a, um, to create a new character, what would, uh, what would be two elements that you would, that you would add to a new character uh, if, it, if there was a, either a spinoff of The Walking Dead or, 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 or something else entirely? Okay, that's a great question. So two new elements. I think mm-hmm. I would say, first of all, a sense of romance and the, the intimacy that he lost when he lost his wife. He was, Roger Clay was very devoted to his wife, uh, and as a father he had two daughters he loved. So a new sense of, of romance I think is something that would be definitely first. And secondly, uh, leadership. I do believe there was an element of that character that he was, he was subservient and he was, he was okay being in that secondary role. But I think if I were going to do a spinoff, I think he would be a, a bit more of a leader and possibly second or third in command. Maybe even first. We'll see. <laughs> Now, other than The Walking Dead, you have done a couple of other feature films. One yes. that struck, one that took me by surprise is one called Murder Chose Me. What is the oh, yes. story behind? What's the story behind the film, and the role that you played in it? Well, uh, Murder Chose Me is an episodic uh, show, and it's actually based on the true story, uh, true story events of a detective who solved some just pretty astounding murders, and a lot of these had remained unsolved for a, lo- for a long time, and others were wanting to be closed. The other law enforcement officers wanted to close the case, but this detective just really pounded through and was able to successfully solve these cases. So it's actually based on a true story. And my role was very small on one of these particular shows, uh, just playing a hospital uh, witness. However, it Definitely is a great show, and I believe it's carrying on to a new season now, if I'm not mistaken. Very cool. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, you know, and that's just one of the many. You know, I've been I've been so blessed and fortunate to work on 104 major TV shows and movies at this time in my life, and so it's just really been astounding. Just kind of going back in my mind and thinking about all the productions. It's just been wonderful. Yes, I can see that. Now, uh, going deeper into writing, of course, you have written the book called Path to Success, and there's yeah. two questions I have for this. First of all, what okay. was behind 
what, what was the inspiration behind Path to Success, and do you enjoy writing in general? Okay, great. So I'll just go one question at a time. But the inspiration behind Path to Success was literally I found myself homeless, sleeping in my car, my house in Tennessee that I had owned had been foreclosed, and I wanted this dream of working in the film industry to come true so badly that I was willing to sacrifice a roof over my head. And at that point, I was sleeping in my car in various parking lots throughout Atlanta by night, yet by day, I was working on some of the biggest multi-million dollar TV shows and movies that were in production in the world. Some Marvel productions, uh, I was working with Tyler Perry, Clint Eastwood, The Rock, I'd worked on set with uh, Ice Cube and Peter Dinklage, Melissa McCarthy, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. So I was doing these amazing things by day, but then every night I was going back to my reality, which was a, a reality of relative poverty and living the paycheck to paycheck. I was in a struggle. So I started documenting and journaling my own experiences, and that's kind of how the inspiration for Path to, Su to Success began as I realized that I could help someone else through my experiences. I was also listening to podcasts at the time, such as yours, uh, such as this one, and I realized that I could actually use my story to help someone else, even though my story was less than ideal for me. It was something that I was not proud of, a lot of my past and a lot of the things that I had had to have overcome to get here, but I knew that it was very important uh, for, for me to share. So it just kind of evolved from me expressing how wild and surprising this was that this was my reality to me realizing I needed to use this reality to help others. And so that actually transitions into the second question. I believe the question was, uh, what do I like about writing? Yes. So in general, I'll just say there's an old phrase, uh, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Well, we all know that that's not always entirely true because words are so powerful. Now, we can always build our emotions stronger and, you know, let things just flow right off of us. However, words can be a superpower in themselves. They possess a power that no one can strip away from you. Your words belong entirely to you. Mine belong to me until we share them with someone else. And this is when a real connection and a real impact can be made in another person's life. So I was always greatly influenced by other words of people I talked to throughout my life, as well as reading books. I'm an avid reader as well as music and film. And so writing is my expression and it's my legacy that I want to leave behind with the intention of bringing people together through love and inspiring them through honesty and creativity. Amen to that. <laughs> do, you oh, want yeah. to do, do you want to do more writing in the future? Absolutely. Uh, I currently have a book of poetry that I'm in the process of releasing there's a collection of short stories, five to ten page each stories, uh, fiction stories. I do have a couple other surprise releases I'm working on that I'm not announcing yet. And I also have a couple of children's books that I'm putting together because I really believe that for me, as soon as I could read, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with learning and reading. And I believe that if we can connect with young people at an early age and kind of get them thinking – about having an open mind and get them thinking about living life with a lens of love, then I just, I think it can really make a positive impact. And plus I just, I'm a big kid at heart and I connect to young people. Uh, I connect to children through that way. So uh, my line of children's books is something I'm very excited about as well. Yes, I see that. 
and I, I can't wait to see what you, what else you do in the in the printed form. The path to success oh. is is definitely a milestone, and it's very very well written. And I can and I can see why. Um, my best friend, my, my late best friend, showed me your book, and I was very excited to receive it when she when she had it mailed to me. So kudos to to you about uh, that. Yes, I well, want to know uh, who is to go into acting. I should I I should ask this: who or what inspired you to go into acting? <laughs> well, uh, obviously, growing up being a huge fan of film, I'll just say some of the actors who inspired me were. People like Harrison Ford, Samuel L. Jackson, Sean Connery, Anthony Hopkins, Robin Williams, Elijah Wood, even Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was very inspired by the hero. I was, uh, I was bullied often, and I was the underdog until eighth grade when I finally stood up to the class bully and punched him in the face. And then I realized, hey, I do have some strength. I, I can be confident in myself, and I can actually be the hero for once. And so I think any, any hero... Uh, of any movie or any underdog who started off as an underdog and later became a hero, I think that type of story has always resonated with me. And through my life, going through a lot of difficulty, going through a lot of tragedy and pain, as I reveal in my book, Path to Success, uh, overcoming crystal meth addiction at, t- at the age of 16, as well as being arrested 10 times before I turned 18, uh, mostly for alcohol or marijuana-related charges, you know, those things really had an impact on my life. And so I was always acting every day, I was acting as though I was okay when internally I would, my heart was constantly being torn apart. And I had to constantly act. I acted in every job that I did. I acted in front of family. You know, we all act a certain way. We act a certain way on a podcast and we're in, when we act the way we act when we leave. And uh, it's just something that, you know, again, from about, about the age of five years old, that was the first time I remember saying, hey, I want to be a movie star. I want to be in movies. And so it's just something I always dreamed of. As a teenager, people in my hometown told me it was impossible and not to pursue it. So I went to college and I accrued student loan debt, changing my major multiple times. And I did multiple other jobs, bought a house and tried to live, quote unquote, the way people say you should do things. And it just wasn't for me. So by the time I was 30, I said, no, I'm going to follow my dreams and I'm going to do this. And that's a sacrifice that led me to being homeless, but it also led me to writing my book, and I wouldn't take it back for the world now. Congratulations. You have come a long way, and I do believe that was in in a short amount of time. Very good. Very good. Okay. Outside of acting, what what are other creative things you enjoy doing? Well, creativity in general, I, I love. I love arts of all forms, uh, as particularly the, the art of words and the art of writing. As far as my other creativity, it's rap and hip-hop music. So during the experience of losing my little brother, uh, he was 22, I was 24 at the time, it just made me realize that life is very short. Uh, the brevity of life was just really profoundly impacted upon me. And so my friend Justin and I, we formed our rap rap group, Self Made Quick, and we released an album called Short on Time. We got some major features from the rap and the hip-hop industry on our first album, such as Lil White, who he actually is a rapper from Memphis, who actually helped introduce us to Project Pat, Jelly Roll, and eventually we did a music video with Killer Mike, who's uh, recently been in the news for his activism uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia. 
We were also able to open up for rappers such as Gucci Mane, Yellow Wolf, Bubba Sparks, Haystack, Young Buck. And it, it was an amazing journey to be part of that. Um, rap and hip-hop is something that never left me. However, I did not see the results of my business investments coming to fruit the way I wanted to, uh, the way I had imagined initially. And so that's when I kind of shifted gears in my mind and said, oh, uh, the film industry in Atlanta is booming. I'm only a few hours from Atlanta, so I'm just going to go for this. I'm going to try to get my foot in the movies right now. And so I kind of, I, I guess you'd say I stopped investing in my music career in order to pursue my film career. But now I'm kind of at the point where I'm ready to produce uh, my own content as well as through film as well as music, and I will be releasing a lot of both coming up very shortly. Oh, that's that's great to know. Keep me posted on that, especially when it yeah, comes down to music. Yes, yes, yes I definitely. appreciate it. Short on time is Short on Time is the only album that's currently available. It's available on all streaming platforms. Uh, however, there will be others that are soon to be released as well. Okay. And I'll keep you in um, the loop. Yes, please do. Um, what is the secret dreams of Squidlets about? This looks interesting. Ah, yes. It's uh, well, the secret secret dreams of Squidlets is my first animated voiceover feature, and that was very cool to be part of. Uh, this is uh, written, directed, and produced by a very genius young man, Alan DeBerry, who I actually met at Tyler Perry Studios. We were working behind the scenes on a film together called Acrimony, uh, or rather we were working in the scene as actors. And uh, Alan is just a, a, an amazing guy. He was able to produce this content himself, and he casted me as one of the squidlets which are just essentially baby squids who uh, want to go out into the ocean and do other things, yet they are told by their peers and, and their superiors and their, even their family to some extent, they're told that they need to do things the way things have always been done. Don't go against the grain. Don't go against the norm. Don't be weird. Don't be different. Just do your job. Do what we say. And, you know, kind of, kind of an analogy how a lot of people in life choose to try to encourage other people to live um, the safe way and, you know, the routine way. And these little squidlets say, no, we have dreams. We're going for our dreams. So the, the, the film is basically about these squids, uh, squidlets pursuing their dreams and how you as, as a human can also pursue your dreams and make them come true. So it's very cool to watch. Yes, definitely. Uh, something else to be kept in the loop about. I, I want to see the, yeah. the release. That's pretty awesome. Yes, yeah, so it's, um, it's on Amazon Prime right now, and it could eventually turn into a bigger motion picture or a series, possibly. But right now, it's just one uh, one short production. It's around ten minute uh, film or so. Yes, for those of you that are just tuning in, I am talking to The Walking Dead's Pete Pitts, and uh, later uh, towards the end of the program, it will be archived, and you can also listen to it on iHeart.com. You can hear it on Apple Music or iTunes. You can also access it on Pandora and Spotify, so be sure to listen in at any given time. You can also Google Gypsy Poet Radio, and all the, all its access plat all its platforms will be accessed there. And um, keep an eye out for anything and everything Pete does. You can find him on Facebook as well as Instagram and other forms of social media. He's an amazing author. He's a brilliant actor, and he's got and, and he's got a massive, massive resume here as of, of of actors that he has worked with. So definitely uh, look into what he does. I want to know something. 
um, you you mentioned that you were a stand-in for Robert Downey Jr. What was that about? Well, that again was the greatest day of my life at that time. I'm not going going to lie. And I really embraced that attitude, uh, Sophia, where every single day on a film set was just literally the greatest day, even even having have done these amazing things. Working with Robert Downey Jr. was incredible. I got the call from the casting director. They said, hey, we need you to come in to be a stand-in right away. So I rushed down there to uh, Pinewood Studios, south of Atlanta, where we film uh, our Marvel productions. And I said, hey, what character am I going to be? They said, well, let me talk to the director. They came back. They said, you're going to be Iron Man. And I was just literally kind of blown away because, you know, he, he was my hero. And uh, a few years before that, I was actually working as a bartender in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it was a job I hated. I was just completely miserable in my life. And I saw a commercial for Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3 pop up on the screen. I looked over at my coworker, and I said, I'm going to work with Robert Downey Jr. one day. And she just laughed at me, and, you know, it was kind of funny. But there, there I was years later standing in for him. So I actually got to initially stand in for him during a scene with him and Doctor Strange on Avengers Infinity War. Then they called me back to stand in for him again on Avengers Endgame where I not only stood in for Iron Man, I also got to stand in for Thanos, Hawkeye, and Hulk, as well as doing motion capture units where I wore this really cool Velcro-style suit that allows the visual effects department to capture motion images for digital imaging. So it was amazing, and all getting to do this while portraying the the Marvel character that I was standing in for, including Robert Downey Jr. And he's just... He's such an eccentric guy. He, he's basically Tony Stark in real life. I mean, but he, he's very cool. He'll, he'll sit down on the ground with you and talk with you. Uh, but he also, you know, he wants his air conditioning a certain way. And so you better lower it for him. <laughs> uh, wow. So with COVID-19 dominating our lives, um, how has that made an impact on your goals for, for the year 2020? Well, like most people, I've had to adapt and survive. Obviously, there's been no major film or TV work since middle March. I was working on a hospital show called The Resident. That was my very last day on a film set when we all got the news. We first heard that Tyler Perry was shutting down, and then once he shut his studio down, everyone in Atlanta shut down. And so it's allowed me time to reevaluate my goals, personally to focus more on my writing and any at-home projects I've been doing, as well as learning and trying new things. Uh, I've also been trying to connect more with with a new variety of people, as well as make closer connections with the people already in my life. And it's just it's been an unpredictable time. It's been a, a, a super high level of stress and anxiety for so many people. And so I'm really working on ways right now that I can launch my foundation and my organization that's going to help provide resources to people who are going through stress, emotional issues, uh, struggling, you know, maybe borderline homelessness, drug addiction, extreme poverty. I want to help people through some of the things that I've been able to get through in my own life. So that's kind of the bigger umbrella goal of all of my artistic endeavors as well as my entrepreneurial endeavors. Yes, I see that. And, again, kudos to you for wanting to reach out to people and and bringing that kind of help, and especially in times like these. yeah, and, you know, I'm only here today because so many people helped helped me. You know, I, I was given grace, and, and I, I fully, truly believe I would not be here if not for the other people who have touched my life and who have, who have brought me to this moment. And um, I, I have to pass that forward to others. I truly do, and that's what I'm going to 
endeavor to do every day. Yes. And I think that is how life is designed. As long as we have a purpose to pay forward, and you are the example of that. Well, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. That really means a lot, and it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to talk about this, and you know, I, I believe anyone through through hard work, through faith, through determination, through perseverance, they can overcome anything, no matter how insurmountable it may be. It may seem, and you may have to try something different. You may have to take a whole different, unique journey or path that you didn't initially think you were going to take. But there are ways through the difficulties in life, and we just have to keep looking for those and expressing ourselves and, you know, talk to someone, especially right now during these difficult times, talk to someone. Yes, of course. Yes, because someone that will always be listening. I do believe that yes. as well. Now, last question. Outside of acting, what are other non-creative things you enjoy doing? Well, I love to travel. It's been definitely a challenge during these uh, trying times because obviously we are concerned about everyone's health and we want to keep people as healthy as possible. But uh, I've, I've done a little bit of day traveling or taking some small trips uh, in the car, not flying anywhere so far. But that's something in general I love to do. And as things get to a routine where I'm able to travel a lot more, I'm going to be definitely visiting a lot of more places around the globe. Uh, I also love spending time with Champ. He's my bulldog. He's basically my son. He's an 11-year-old bulldog who was born with a cleft palate. He was abandoned by his mother. This happened right after my little brother had passed away. And three different vets told me that I needed to euthanize Champ. They said he would never live. They said I was actually inhumane if I tried to give him a life. So I just Googled cleft palate puppies, and I gave him milk, and I gave him vitamins and love, and he miraculously developed and grew up to be a healthy adult dog. He's now 11 years old, so I love spending time with him, playing catch with tennis ball, taking him to the creek or to the ocean or really anywhere. He loves going anywhere at all uh, with me. Uh, and as well as, you know, again, just connecting with people and really building the, I guess, building the, the, the tools that will allow me to get this company off the ground completely and to allow me to really get the organization up and running uh, in order to help people at a maximum level. Okay. Because it's something I definitely can't do alone. So it's, you know, it's something where I, I stay, I stay fairly busy and in, in busy, I mean productive. And that's kind of the goal every day is to try to be productive daily. And, you know, with, with these challenging times uh, that we're going through right now, I think that's something that everyone should seek to, add a little bit of into their lives, even if you're not used to normally being productive, you know, just see if there's something you can do to maybe, whether it's write or express something artistically or play an instrument or exercise or just do something different that you don't normally do, go outside more, you know, got to mix it up a little bit and have fun. We need to have fun right now. We need to be laughing, I believe. <laughs> That's very important. Well, it was a wonderful so, program. So yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I wanted to let you know that it, is, it was a joy to have you on the show. And, again, the show is dedicated to our wonderful friend, Julie Thielen, who brought us together through social media. And I'm very, very grateful that I got to meet you. You got to tell your story. And most of all, the fact that you got to share it with my listeners as well as myself. So thank you again so much for calling in and sharing your story. 
and sharing um, bits of your career and your endeavors and talking about your characters. And, of course, your writing, which I cannot wait to see more of. Okay? So for those of you listening in, just please be sure if you can uh, listen in on this program and the archives within 15 minutes once this program is over. And you can find it on iHeartRadio. You can find it on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, as well as, uh, the, as well as the direct link, and you can also find it on. Um, hmm. Wait a minute. Yes, and, and and anywhere, anywhere and everywhere, podcasts can be found. Anyways, thank you again so much for calling in, and I did you not. I will have you again on GPR. It was a joy to have you on. Thank you again so much, Mr. Pete Pitts. Thank you, Sophia, and thank you to all the listeners. I really appreciate and value your time. Okay. Thank you very much. This is the Gypsy Poet signing off, saying adio for now. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.